Disclaimer, we do not agree with or support JK Rowling's bigotry and prejudice in any way, shape, or form, and we also do not tolerate Draco Sands or Death Eater sympathizers. However, they are warmly welcome to tune into our podcast. We'd also like to forewarn everyone that we will be mentioning later books and events in every episode, so here's your official spoiler warning. Enjoy the show! Hi. Oh, what? Oh my gosh! I'm supposed to say something, right? Yes. Which Which one? I promise, I'm not just like doing the stupid like twelve year olds on YouTube thing of like, yeah. what was I supposed to say? <laughs> and then it like switches. To the... Are you even on YouTube the YouTube channel? Right now? Your phone is right there. What? Your um. Is written. I... Oh, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Today, after a brief detour, we will be discussing and analyzing chapters 14 and 15 from Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Woo! So, are you ready for the question of the day? I am so ready. You okay. can't even believe it. <laughs> so, um, we already had our spoiler warning, but again, this question is basically a spoiler alert for like the rest of the book. So, oh boy. Anyways, um... <laughs> What method would you use to avoid being killed by the basilisk? You know, like Hermione ended up using a mirror. Justin Ooh. was just lucky that nearly Headless Nick was there, and Filch's cat had water. Like, what reflective item <laughs> would you use? I, for a second, I thought you meant, like, he just had a water bottle, and I thought that would be interesting. Um, maybe I can... <laughs> <laughs> See, here's the problem with these questions is I have to actually think about it for a second. <laughs> um, I, in the meantime, while you yeah, think, you I will I'll say. Um, okay, I feel like silverware would be a good option because you can, like, see in them or, like, giant coins or whatever. But, again, I think that I would mostly probably just stay in my room and never leave until I was sure that... Like, the, the threat was gone. I would be the worst addition to the Golden Trio. Like, you I can tell what? you that right now. I would just pull a bird box. I would just put a, a blindfold over my eyes and just stumble around the castle. <laughs> yeah, I probably would do that, too. I would be, like, the absolute worst, like, person to be in this book because I don't take Honestly, <laughs> why didn't they just cover their eyes? I mean, did they really need to see where they were going? True, but at this point, they didn't know that there was a basilisk. They just, they didn't really know what it was that was petrifying people. Hermione so, did. Well, yeah, but look how well that, like, <laughs> she could She's just, I don't think Penelope Clearwater would listen to her if she was just, like, close your eyes. <laughs> no, she had to say, just, like, look through the mirror. And she, that was, like, a little less weird. But is there anything, like, could anything actually weird ever happen in Hogwarts? Like, there's, like, True. everything is normal. Like, there's no, there's no boundaries. <laughs> um, okay, are we ready? Yeah. Okay, you're going first. I've okay. decided. Okay, great. Thanks for, for making that decision without me. Um, <laughs> so, 
I just, did no one question the validity of the diary, like, the memory that Harry saw? Like, I know that they're 12 and, like, whatever, but they immediately accepted that Hagrid was the one to open the chamber for the first time, and then he was Slytherin's heir. And no one saw any sort of, like, fallacy with that. Like, did none of them think, like, why on God's green earth would Hagrid be the heir of Slytherin? Like, Salazar Slytherin. Like, why? Like, did no one question, like, hey, dude, like, there's something kind of weird about seeing a memory in a diary and just accepting it as if it's, like, fact? Especially because we know that, I mean, you know, we do later that, you know, that happened, but there is so much context missing. And they kind of just accepted it as, like, they saw it from one point of view and were like, this must be what actually happened. Like, why didn't they take a minute to, like think it through and like like why did Hagrid ever get out like if they really thought he murdered somebody why is he out (laughs) of Azkaban um I feel like they probably pushed the like he didn't mean to like I think it was like he opened it on accident and he liked the spider and so the spider's instinct was to kill people so he killed Myrtle and then like whatever so I'm sure that you know they probably lobbied for him to just be expelled and like take his wand away because it was like you know like an accident so like the equivalent of manslaughter which you still go to jail for typically but you know <laughs> yeah and so they actually do kind of question it and like Hermione's like talking about how like it could be another monster attacking people and then Ron's like how many monsters do you think Hagrid hold Hogwarts holds and you're like Literally at the beginning of this chapter, you <laughs> talked about a dragon and a three-headed dog at Hogwarts. Like, <laughs> is that really so unbelievable? And there's so much to come. For, like, do you realize how many, yeah. like, oh monsters God. you're going to meet at Hogwarts? Yeah, there's, like, one every chapter. They find a new <laughs> one, and Ron's like, oh my God, like, how many more can there be? And I'm like, and you haven't even seen the more. beginning. And they're always, like, Hagrid's always like, oh yeah, I met... I get got him from some shady dude in a pub. I'm like, you need to stop going to the pub and getting drunk <laughs> and accepting monsters from strangers. Why was that his favorite pastime? Like, did he not learn? Not like any I, of those animals ever. Hagrid come. needs to attend an AA meeting at this point. <laughs> AA meeting. <laughs> like, hi, my name's Hagrid. Hi, Hagrid. I have a knack for getting drunk and accepting animals off of strangers. <laughs> yeah. I feel okay. like it's a relatable thing. Oh, um, yeah, for sure. I've won plenty of dragons off of Voldemort <laughs> in a cloak. Um, Sprout says as soon as the mandrakes start to move into each other's pots. No, I had a note mature. about that, too. I actually... Okay, but before this, real fast, I actually had a quick, um, like, thing to say about, like, how Hermione reacts to the whole Hagrid thing. It's like, I believe in my bones that Hermione has OCPD, and I just... I will not take criticism. Like, especially in this moment, because she's overlooking... She's overlooking any sort of preconceived attachment or ideas about a good friend of hers, Hagrid. Like, he, he cares about her. Like, he's a good, like, friend to the trio. And she's throwing all of that out for, like, her super strict, rigid adherence to moral and ethical codes. Which is, like, a huge symptom of, like, obsessive-compulsive personality disorder. And, like, this isn't the only time she does that. Like, even if, she, you know, her best friends, like, she would throw them under the bus sometimes, you know if it meant something to her morals like she doesn't know when to let go of that and this is a great example of that because Hagrid's never given them any reason to doubt him you know like doubt his loyalty to the school or to anything and she's ready to like you know 
give it all up because she's it's going against her morals and you know she does that a lot and there's a lot of things about you know because it's not the same as OCD which is like physical compulsions the fact that it's a personality disorder means that she's got compulsions like that aren't physical that you can't really see you know her extreme attention to detail and overwhelming need to be punctual stiff formal or rigid mannerisms like I seriously think that you know that I could take like an entire report on her and get her diagnosed and she's not even real (laughs) you know (laughs) like I especially now because it's like her super like she's super strict to her morals like no matter what it is like she's going to stick to them even if it means losing friends looking you know throwing her friends under the bus like all kinds of things she didn't really do that to them often but if it was really like something that she just would not waver on, like she would. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a lot of there needs to be more representation in these books of like everything else of mental health. You know, I yeah. think that it would have done lots more in book five if they actually personally acknowledge Harry having PTSD. I don't. I mean, mm-hmm. I get the subtlety of it, but I think yeah, it would have but... been nice for children reading it to understand that these things are normal. You know? Yeah, and for I, sure. Yeah, I think that could be used more often. Yeah, around. and, like, for sure. And I always, like, related so much to Hermione. And so when I started reading more about OCPD for myself, and at the same time that we're doing this, and it's like, I would have spent less of my life thinking I was insane if something like that was specifically yeah. written out. You know, someone that I, I related to and admired so much, and I, you know, still do in a way, like... I wouldn't have thought that I was insane if she had the same thing as me, mm-hmm. you know, like if it was like something like that, like anything, you know, and there's so many people who, you know, have it as well. And not just that, like all kinds of other, you know, mental health issues that could be outlined in this book because every single character has some sort of baggage, especially the trio, yeah. you know, like there could have been so much more for us here in, in the books. Yes. Are you ready to talk yeah, about whatever also, the Mandrakes thing yeah, was? Yeah, back to the Mandrakes. How does a Mandrake throw a razor in a greenhouse? <laughs> <laughs> we know that they can't move out of their pots yet. So what is a rager? Like, what is a loud and raucous party? If a rager encompasses screaming as a real human one does, wouldn't everyone who knew about the party be dead long before they could tell anyone about it? Like, what is a mandrake party? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> well, maybe what is it's just, like, rock and roll, dude. You know, maybe that's what they're, they're keeping with the screaming but theme. But they and they're can't like, be... <laughs> Yeah, but, like, wouldn't that scream be fatal to anyone who heard it? And then they would be dead and wouldn't be able to say the Mandrakes had a party um, tonight? Maybe like, it's not necessarily about only... them making noise. Maybe they're just, like, having drinks is the screaming, and, like... <laughs> is, the, <laughs> is the screaming only There's fatal a DJ within a certain da- distance? Mandrake. <laughs> DJ Mandrake. <laughs> but, like, they... <laughs> They can't leave the pots yet. And so it's like, where do they get access to mandrake beer or mandrake drink chips? And like, how do they oh, have you a know party? Oh, Sprout is a supplier. <laughs> <laughs> She'll hook them yeah. up. <laughs> it's like, so like I said, obviously, I mean, at least it's obvious to me. I could be just hypersensitive to things like this. But like, you know, the mandrakes having urges to climb into each other's pots is clearly a metaphor or some sort of roundabout way of like talking about 
sex. And so it's like, why is that? Why is that the marker? Like, oh, you're gonna start having sex, you, you should die. Like it's time to turn you into the soup. Mandrakes? <laughs> um, I feel like mandrakes are pretty self-sufficient <laughs> in that area. Like, I'm a, it's like, why is that the time when it's like their life is over? It's like, oh, that's what they want. They should. They can die. We can turn them into soup now. Like, oh I don't understand. It seems like a really sick metaphor. Like, you should wait until they've at least settled down and had a couple kids, sprout. <laughs> Yeah, like, why isn't their life over when they start getting, like, withered and old? It's like, okay, now they're, like, old, you know? But, like, the second they want anything, like, that normal humans slash plants would, it's like, it's time to die now. Like, I don't understand. There's protection, Mandrake. <laughs> well, they won't be able to. And when the second they start, like, trying to dig out of their pots, like, oh my god. Yeah, I don't know. It's like, Why? I just, I think about, like, the writing process, and it's like, why did she decide that that was, like, a good metaphor to include in a children's book? Because I'm sure many children before us have figured it out, and they're like, they're just, I just, I know that at least one of them has internalized it, like, oh, if I start doing this, it's, you know, I should die, like, what? Like, I shouldn't be doing that? Like, what What kind of, (laughs) that just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too much Maybe. into it, but, you okay. know. There's a really <laughs> wonderful foreshadowing here when Hermione is said to have signed up for every class. And it's really nice mm-hmm. to have tiny details like that that seem like nothing, but make such a difference on a reread. And, you know, there's yeah. some paragraphs here about several different kids, like, choosing, like, classes and everything. But we know that literally every Gryffindor in their year chooses the same classes. So it's a bit weird. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. I mean, there's really not, like, a huge pool to pick from. And there are some people, like, that picked, you know, arithmancy like she did or muggle studies. No, and, like, not I even. feel like there was some variation. <laughs> because we... Li- no, because isn't it said in the third book, like, who was it? Because Ron was complaining that Hermione was being shady. And he was like, and so-and-so said she's never missed a muggle studies class. Like, who was that? Wasn't I don't another know. Gryffindor? I don't think so. Because Dean, Seamus, Pavardi, and Lavender are all in divination. Okay, but Harry also... And in Care of Magical Creatures. Harry also just signed up for the exact same classes as Ron. And it's not really... This choosing of classes isn't as refined as cho- choosing your newts courses. Like, the this it's comes, it becomes way more refined after you take your owls. Like, now... It's and it's really also like, interesting that... W- I wonder if there was a reason Ron chose those classes at all. Like Probably not. They don't really seem like his kind of thing. Oh my god, Ron is a seer because he chose divination. Jesus Christ. Obviously. Oh my god. <laughs> I know, it's like, I, I, I think that Harry signing up for the exact same classes as Ron sounds a lot like me always taking the exact same classes as <laughs> You have to be better name, but still. We have I have to keep on beeping out people's names that Sorry. you put in here. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? Make up a fake one? Then you won't know who I'm talking about. Okay. Anyways. You could say, like, not... that's not helpful um oh yeah i had another did they so they thought that haggard is the one who opened the chamber last time did they think he was the one who opened the chamber this time or did they just like because they say they didn't want to ask to like bring up those memories like was that really why like they just didn't want to bring it up again or did they think that he was still doing it um I think it was a cop-out. They wanted it to just seem... They wanted the public to be rest assured that 
they had caught the culprit. No, no, no. I mean, like, the trio. Because they said, oh, like, they didn't want to ask. what do you mean? They, like, at some point they say, like, you know, we're not going to ask Hagrid unless something happens again. Like, because they said something and it was like, you know, they just didn't want to ask. It's like, did they just not want to ask so they didn't have to bring up those like bad memories or did they No, like... I think they just didn't want to ask because it the oh no cuz Ron says it would be a very awkward conversation. Like, yeah. "Hey, Harry, have you Hagrid, have you set any big and hairy creatures out in the castle?" So did they you like know? think somehow that he was the one doing it again or was it I, that was I my definitely question. think they had suspicions that it was. Yeah. I I mean, at the end of this next chapter, Harry's like we learned that Hagrid wasn't it so I feel like they Mm, deep down they had a feeling that it was him yeah yeah also why was McGonagall not originally looking for Ron to bring him to the hospital wing to see Hermione like she knows that that my friends I thought the same thing you know she's that was so weird you'd better come too it seems like she hadn't even thought about it like it's odd to me that so many people assumed that Ron wasn't as much of her friend as Harry like, yeah. they, like, questioned or didn't really care about, like, the validity of their friendship over Harry and Hermione's. Like, why did Ron seem, like, what was it about Ron that made her think that he might not want to be there? I know. And it really hurts my heart of where I, I seriously believed the headcanon that McGonagall was betting on them getting together from year one. I really love. <laughs> I love that. It's it would be such a horrible thing for teachers to do, but I don't even care because it would be so wonderful. Real, teachers in real life do that. Like my my dad is a teacher, and they talked. They talked like they would talk about everything. Like, did you hear that they're together right now? Or like, what do you think? Like they gossip. I mean, like, yeah, but like I feel like there's. I feel like that's fine actually, except it crosses the line. It like in Dumble with Dumbledore in Half Blood Prince when he asks Harry if he's w- oh with Hermione. That is so inappropriate to ask a child. Yeah, I mean, like it's less completely strange because of the relationship they had, but like, I mean, the one that Dumbledore and Harry had. But like, if he was like a random teacher, that would be inappropriate. But like, it's still like you know, a little. I don't know. You know, I've had teachers of mine recently like as a joke be like you know whatever like are you dating anyone but it's like it wasn't I never saw it in a way that was like gross or weird or anything yeah like I think Dumbledore I was also probably just curious. I'm just realizing I had something else to say about the classes thing okay, okay? <laughs> I think muggle studies should be a required course yeah um and at least for everyone like but the muggle-borns I think it should be required the same way language is in school yeah, but because it's maybe yeah. they should have the option of like goblin or elf studies or something <laughs> along with it. Actually, and now that I'm thinking about it, why isn't language a required course at Hogwarts? Like there there's many diff- there's even more languages in the wizarding world. Yeah. I mean, I I think that muggle studies would still should still like maybe be a requirement for muggleborns because like they still don't know everything. Like and it's the same with like you know, how language classes are still typically required for students who speak that language, unless you take a test. Like, if they could test out of Muggle Studies, like, that's what I had to do to test out of Spanish, so I wouldn't have to take it. Yeah, I totally, like, there's, later, in, like, Order of the Phoenix or something, Hermione doesn't sit for the Muggle Studies test, and I think that's so dumb. (laughs) Like, she totally should have. Like, that seems like the easiest test for her to do. And Harry. Like, they totally should have sat that exam. Well, Harry didn't take the class. Okay, you don't have to take the class to sit the exam. Um, is that like a, like, that's like what is true where we live, but like, is that like a Hogwarts, like, is that like a confirmed Hogwarts thing? I don't know. I'm pretty, it should be. Yeah, (laughs) I guess. 
I find it surprising that the Golden Trio didn't ask more questions to the diary before it was taken. Like, they're so nosy. I'd figure they'd want to know even more about the situation. Especially if they weren't as confident that it was Hagrid or not. Like Yeah, I I guess it's like, I guess it's the fact that it wasn't just like a written explanation. Like, Harry saw a memory and just assumed like that had to be what happened. And like, it was, but the thing is that it was just missing context. Yeah. But... I- yeah. I still think they should have asked more questions to it. <laughs> Probably, but they are. I always forget that like they're like twelve in this book, so. Okay. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. Um, I the like scene. To... Oh. Okay. No. It's <laughs> <That's laughs> really fast. I would just like to say it kind of serves Penelope Clearwater right to be petrified after she was so self righteous about it. She was like, "I am a prefect. Nothing's gonna get me." And it's like, obviously, I'm thankful she didn't die. But I find the idea of like invincibility among teenagers. To I be mean, such that, a they didn't say that that was her. They Percy said that. Yeah, but no, but like, wasn't that her? Like the. The Ravenclaw prefect that, like, Harry and Ron as Crabbe and Goyle saw. Like, I mean, was yeah. It? Yeah. And she's like, what? But still, it's like, it's just such a problem even, like, today. They, they like, probably kids... still made the prefects patrol the corridors. Yeah, but it was just her attitude about it. It wasn't like a, I have to be here. It was like, nothing can touch me. I'm a prefect. Like, the basilisk cares. <laughs> I'm like, pretty sure such... all she says is, I'm a Ravenclaw. Whatever. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> like and even like yeah percy as well for thinking that way it's like kids act like nothing can touch them but like they're not invincible and it's like at least he learned something because he was like you know nothing can get me i'm a prefect like yes it can the basilisk does not care it's like they i i don't even understand that it's like he thought that like whatever was petrifying the kids was gonna like jump out from behind a corner and be like ah no i'm a prefect and it would just leave like i don't know i don't understand I have so much stuff before ahead of you're so ahead of me. No, okay? I'm not. I wrote that like right when like Hermione was like in the hospital wing. Like that's Okay, I'm not there at all. Oh my god, okay. I thought I'm we ta- were I'm because you responded no, to my note about McGonagall not looking. Okay, I room. wasn't not gonna respond to it. <laughs> oh my god. Oh I'm go with the diary gets stolen, okay? Oh Jesus. Okay, just I get think to, this yeah. okay. Just go. Okay, go. It's whatever. The scene with Harry's stuff being torn apart is, like, kind of sad because from what, because from what I understand, like, this is not even Ginny being possessed. Like, this is just Ginny trying to save Harry because she saw him with it and needs to get it back so the same things don't happen to Harry. Yeah. Or it's, like, an addictive thing. I, my, either or. I don't know. But it's sad that it ends up with her getting her soul sucked out. (laughs) I... (laughs) Yeah, I don't even fully understand that process, but we'll get to that later. But yeah, okay. I always thought about that because at first I was like, it can't have been her still possessed because she didn't have the diary. It was completely her just like trying to save Harry, which is so sad because like, yeah, oh God, I'm so glad that they ended up together. I would have like, um, and you know what would have prevented the diary from being stolen? Her not sending if the Valentine. If the stairs didn't allow girls into the boys' dormitory the same way it does for the girls. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a weird rule. Either allow everyone and everyone or, like, just not allow anyone and anyone's. Yeah, I think it's so the weird. so problematic, too. It's like, why? Like, what? Like, Hermione should not be able to sneak up on them in the morning. Like, <laughs> I find that, that creepy. so much throughout the books. Yeah. And it's like, it's, it's almost funny, but it's... And like, Ron... Multiple t- multiple times says it makes him uncomfortable yeah. and like 
I feel like we should listen to Probably. that. Maybe. Because it's like, it's so weird. Because, yeah. I don't know. It's like, why? <laughs> why? I would feel so weird because there's other boys sleeping in that dorm, too. Like, if it, it would be almost like a little different if it was just Harry and Ron in the room. But she's like barging in with, you know, Neville, Seamus, and Dean. It's like, she never knows, like, like, that's so uncomfortable. And they're, like, wearing nightgowns. Yeah. That's not exactly, never, like, the most that's covering what I was thing. Say. It's like, you never know, like, what condition you're going to find people in. And it's like, that's really, like, embarrassing and intrusive. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like, the thing is that the rules should go both ways. Because there's really, you know, sure, there's evidence, at least that we have today, that men would be more untrustworthy with that power than, than girls. But that's still not fair. Like, if you're going to set, like, yeah, you know... There's nothing to say that, like, Hermione couldn't have been an insane predator and, like, had access to, like, every boy's dormitory in the entire yeah. school. Like, there's nothing... And if Ginny's being possessed, who know what she's gonna do? Yeah, not that we're exactly <laughs> like... expecting someone to be possessed at Hogwarts. Like, I still think, like, the stairs <laughs> should either work both ways, as in, like, you know, they don't allow anyone to go into the other sex's dormitory. Not that that's not problematic as well, because... You can't tell me that there wasn't a single student at Hogwarts that didn't identify with either, but whatever. And it's like... Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, like, it feels very J.K. Rowling. And, like, it makes me nervous with J.K. Rowling's views. Like, what if there was someone who was trans? Like, would it let them in? Probably Probably not. not. If it's J.K. Rowling's world. (laughs) Yeah, only if it went, like, one way. Because if it was someone who transitioned to female she would say absolutely not but if it was the other way around she probably wouldn't care as much because apparently (laughs) there's no threat there like what (laughs) um and i was absolutely right the snake is totally giving himself a pep talk he's literally he's like kill this time like he's really (laughs) trying to motivate himself for this oh my god imagine like a giant snake just like okay dude you can do it this time you can do it this time you can can do do it it. (laughs) i love hermione and i okay i'm here where you are now i love hermione and i feel terrible that she's been Uh petrified but she came to a realization granted we don't know exactly how what she realized but you knew that something was attacking muggleborns and not only did you go by yourself but you didn't even tell them what you realized for dramatic effect (laughs) (laughs) oh my god oh wait wait. let me go back to that scene because it's like i always forget what it is exactly that happens that made her have like a light bulb moment what was it that they said oh again i I literally just read this chapter like two minutes ago but i can't remember I have the book here. Let me, like, we have the same open it. book. <laughs> Hold on. Um, we'll just, like, cut this. Oh, wait. I, f- I have it open right oh, here. Oh, you do? Yeah. It's just Harry saying the voice. I just heard it again, didn't you? And then she just remembers. Okay, so I would... So she must have just put together the parcel. That's what I was... Thing. Yeah, she must have put together that it was some sort of snake. And then, obviously, she's smart enough to say, okay criteria and you know what (laughs) that would have helped them so much if she had said something yeah because they would not have to worry about going to the spiders at all but it's like there were like so many things that could have prevented the entire book (laughs) the entire problem i am telling you the book of inconvenience (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's like there's just so many things like the spiders like that's a major like Hermione didn't even have to know about the spiders to, because, like, all, you know, she realized, she made the parcel tongue connection. Okay, there we go. It's a snake. 
Criteria. Harry's hearing it in the walls. Sure. Criteria. It's petrifying people. Done. You know, it can kill people and leaves no marks. Like, she could have found that in two seconds. Like, she just had to pick out a big a book that said, you know, snake's bad. And, like, there it is, you know? Like, it's got to be, like, a famous animal. So, she, you know... And with the information about the spiders, like, all you, all they had to do, Dumbledore could just look in his pensieve and be like, okay, did I ever read anything about something that spiders are afraid of? And he would be like, oh, yeah, for sure, a basilisk. Like, oh, that would make sense why it would be Slytherin's heir, wouldn't yeah. it? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, I cannot believe when in doubt, go to the library is an actual quote from this book. <laughs> And it's not from, like, a millennial meme. Oh, my God. Like, I... <laughs> um, the funny thing is, if McGonagall had told Wood why they canceled the match, he still would have begged for it to continue. Yeah. Like, I don't think that would have stopped him No, he all. didn't care. He would literally... If the Basilisk came out onto the field, he would be like, don't you dare look at it because we're finishing this game. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Hermione finding herself alone in the library after she solves a mystery is one of the most chilling things. Like, it sounds like the worst situation to be in. That's terrifying. Like, and I would have loved to see it in the movie. Yeah, for sure. Because I think that's such an interesting scene. Because, you know, she's just figured this out. She's like, woo! You know, I did it. I solved the mystery. And then, like, it, she realizes she's, like, completely alone in the library. And I think... Oh my god, I would die. <laughs> no, for real. And then she at least realizes Penelope Clearwater is there, but then she, like, you know, they have to make sure that there's, like, something. Because she obviously would have figured out, like, you can't look at... Oh, then right. she obviously connected the dots and, like, why is no one died? Because no one looked it directly in the eyes. And she, like... Uh -huh. I can imagine being so frantic. Like, please tell me you have something, like, reflective. Like, anything. And, like, at least Penelope Clearwater had a mirror so that she could look at herself in her class. And, like, you know, like, at least <laughs> so that they could, like... And that she wrote down the pipes thing. Yeah. Like, she must have known that she was going to get attacked because she wrote it down and ripped a page out of the book and kept it in her hand. And if they weren't dumb and didn't check her hands, this would have been solved so much er earlier. Yeah, that's crazy, though. Like, imagine that, because she had to have been sitting there like, if I don't take this and I don't make it back. I feel like we have to acknowledge, though, that random theory... That Draco Malfoy is the one who had put the note there. No way. Have you not heard that theory no, before? No, I haven't. Because I'm sure the, I'll hate it, the but... main basis of the theory is that Hermione would never rip a page out of a book. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, and so in the Chamber of Secrets movie, because obviously that's canon, we see him at the beginning rip a page out of a book. Okay. I guess. I'm pretty sure. Because he has, like, no respect for anything, so. <laughs> right. But, like, I... And so, I guess Draco Malfoy is just so smart that he solved the mystery before the mystery even started. Yeah, and, like, and then wrote that in Hermione's handwriting. Because they said that they recognized <laughs> that the word was written in her handwriting. Yep. But, like, that doesn't even make sense, because if that wasn't, like, I also... Maybe, maybe, let's be nice here. Let's get the facts right. I'll look up this theory, oh okay? Okay, but it's, like, I, like, I, I get it, but at the same time, like, in an, I'm also, like, very insane about, like, books and what not to do with them, but if I was in an urgent situation like that, I would rip a thousand pages out of a book. Like, I, you know... 
Okay, I'm checking this crazy Harry Potter fan theory proves Draco Malfoy was a good guy all along. Yeah, okay, right. obviously we're reading professional <laughs> material right here. Um, I just know I'm going to hate this theory. <laughs> like, um, okay. Is that literally all it says? It's like, he totally did it, and then that's it? I, it's literally what I said. Yeah. So, okay, and it's and... apparently that Draco was interested in Basilisk because he heard his dad talking about yeah, them. right. Yeah. That's the whole basis of the theory. I bet a millennial wrote that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I respect it. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but like, what? Um, that doesn't really make sense because, first of all, like I said, in an urgent situation... Hermione probably would have, like, literally burned an entire book if she had to. Like, she would have. Anyone would. You would do, like, yeah. people act like she's above, you know, being desperate. And she had to know, not necessarily that that was the moment that she was going to get attacked, but she had to know that there was a chance that she may not, you know, make it out of the library or make it to the Quidditch pitch or make it to after the, pra- like, after the match. Like... There were a thousand things and the match was canceled so quickly that she must have basically walked out of the library and been petrified, like immediately. And she was smart enough to know that. She was smart enough to know that maybe she would have had the entire day and could have told Harry and Ron, but she also may not have had like two seconds. So, you know, I'm sure that she was perfectly capable of ripping a page out of a book to make sure that people after her could like solve it or you know just follow up on you would think yeah like and just the thing is is like how would what like how would draco like even what was like the theory that like she did that and then or like she wrote in it and was gonna leave or something and then she got petrified and he just happened to be there because he was like following her and he was like oh this is probably important and then like ripped it out did he put it in her hand right then or did he go to the hospital wing to visit her the, and put it the in her theory hand? again i've only read one article so maybe i'm still not educated enough to speak on this oh, incredible God. theory but it said that he had somehow slipped it into her hand why would he ever help harry and ron if he could why wouldn't he just... I, because Draco Malfoy was misunderstood. Oh, God. Draco Malfoy was the good guy all along. No, like, that doesn't make any he sense. He killed all seven Horcruxes. <laughs> confirmed. <laughs> yeah, it's like, why would he ever... He knew that Harry and Ron were going to be the ones visiting Hermione. And if, you know, if she was going to have that in her hand, he had to know that they would be the ones to find it and solve it and get the credit, as they should. But, like, you know... Um, like, why would he ever help them? Like, why wouldn't he just take it and say, I solved it, and then he would get a big fancy award? I don't know. Because it didn't happen, that's why. I don't know. (laughs) Um, why is this where they draw the line? Like, it was fine before when there were six attacks, but now there's eight? That's just too far. one attack was too many. (laughs) I know, but apparently eight is where people draw the line. Uh Uh-huh. I don't know. I guess maybe because this one was like a double attack, but technically a lot of the other ones were too because nearly headless Nick got it too. How did they give him the mandrake potion? How did they revive him? Did they just like let it, did they let it rot and let it like pass it through him like they did with the death day food? (laughs) Can you make medicine rot? (laughs) I'm sure you can. (laughs) <laughs> like, also, 
<laughs> Hagrid's reaction to like being asked if he had heard about Hermione is so sad. Like he cared about those kids mm-hmm. so much, and it made me so sad. Like that whole like yeah. Encounter. I honestly, you know, we just talked about why it's weird that Percy and Penelope thought they were better than everyone, <laughs> but it's also sad to see like the reality of why Percy was so upset because like his girlfriend has literally been attacked, and they've probably talked about it since she was Muggleborn, yeah. and they were probably expecting that, and it's kind of scary. Yeah. Sad. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, why does Hagrid have a crossbow? Was he going to shoot the Minister of Magic? <laughs> um, maybe he was just <laughs> expecting someone. I guess he, maybe he was expecting the guys to just come and, like, cart him off. Like, not the minister himself. Maybe he was, was he gonna shoot him, though? <laughs> I don't think he was planning on shooting Cornelius Fudge. I think maybe he was expecting, like, the... Damn, what's that guy's name? That that was the executioner. Okay, was he still going to shoot him? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Oh my god, maybe Hacker does deserve to go to Azkaban. <laughs> like, because he literally says, I was expecting dot 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 someone. No, but like, like wait, 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 just real fast. Who was, what was the dude's name that was the executioner for Buckbeak? It started with an M. Was it Mulciber? McNair. Oh, McNair, you're right. Maybe he was expecting one of those knuckleheads to come and try and cart him off to Azkaban. And he was going to shoot one and run for it. Like, oh <laughs> I don't know. Like, <laughs> You saw how afraid he was Um, of going to Azkaban. Like, I'm sure that he, you know, he wasn't going to shoot the actual minister. I'm sure he was, like, if it was some other, like, meathead like McNair that was going to come and do it, he would have. Um, (laughs) who is dressing the Ministry of Magic and why do they also work for Disney Channel? (laughs) Like, come on. (laughs) Wait, wait, I also have a note about He's wearing a pinstripe suit, a cloak. Purple boots and a lime green bowler hat. But I also had something written Is he going through a crisis? (laughs) No, but I had a note about this too. All I said was, did Fudge never think to change up his completely outrageous uniform? Like, he wore the same thing. I say this, but it not being in the movie is incredibly disappointing. I wanted to see that lime green bowler hat. And also, it's only one of the only points in the books where someone is not wearing a robe. Yeah. Like, it's kind of weird. I know. Like, you're wearing... Why are you wearing 1920s fashion, <laughs> Minister? And he wore that. Because apparently everybody just changed to robes at some he point. He wore that the entire time we knew him throughout the series. I wonder if his closet was just full of pinstripe suits. <laughs> like, I think it's so funny that, like, he died in a lime green bowler hat. Does he die? Or is it another one? No, that's Scrimger that dies. Oh, I thought, I hoped he died. (laughs) Also, like, Fudge is, like, such a coward. Like, I know that Lucius said that the governors, it was their decision, but, like, did he have no power whatsoever over Lucius as Minister of Magic? Like, did he have no power whatsoever over the governor's decision to remove Dumbledore? Like, none? I guess not. Were his hands completely tied? Because I was gonna say, like, it's interesting that, like, even Fudge doesn't want Dumbledore to leave in this book. Yeah. Like, it definitely puts into perspective how much betrayal Order of the Phoenix was. Yeah. And, like, how utter bull it is that he thinks Dumbledore is crazy when he's scared of the idea of him leaving the school. It's mostly because in this book, like, he's not feeling threatened by Dumbledore, like, wanting to take his place. And he doesn't, he knows that Dumbledore isn't responsible for opening the chamber. Like, even when he was being an idiot, like, you know, he knows that there's no way he can frame Dumbledore to be responsible for this. Like, so. Yeah. And he literally, like, 
it's funny because he also fires him later. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know. And it's like, I I doubt. I seriously doubt that Fudge's hands were completely tied in this situation. Like, if he really wanted to keep mm. Dumbledore, he could have. Yeah. I think honestly, that's it's the same with like you know, Congress can make a bunch of decisions, but like the president ultimately pending like you know like unless they do the like back and forth veto thing like he basically has to have final say on like anything that that congress does obviously that's not 100 percent accurate because there's all kinds of exceptions but still it's like well technically this is just a school board yeah it's like like can they really interfere that's like, i don't know that's like saying like the superintendent has no power over the pta like what like, <laughs> that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Like, I think that um, Budge is just afraid of Lucius and his old money. Love Hagrid. Think it's very funny when he calls into his empty house about following the spiders. But there's no way anyone wouldn't go and check the house after he said that. Well, doesn't it say Especially like, since he's now a criminal. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think maybe, because it says that Fudge, like, watched him in amazement. Like, that's what it says in the book. Maybe Fudge just thought he was, like, off his rocker or something. I don't know. <laughs> I think Fudge at this point was like, I am not investigating anything ever again, even if it's important. Like, I don't care. Like, I think that's where Fudge is at. And like Dumbledore was using the Imperious curse on them. <laughs> <laughs> no, but also, why did no one besides Harry and Ron investigate the spiders? Like, why didn't Fudge at least say, like, if anyone knew anything about what was going on in the forest, it would be Hagrid. And, like, they took him away under suspicion of opening the Chamber of Secrets. Like, why wouldn't they investigate everything he said about exactly. the- Exactly. Like, why wouldn't they investigate every single thing he said about the Chamber of Secrets if they thought he opened it? And why aren't they investigating his house anyway? <laughs> like, <laughs> they he's literally, like, a convict now. <laughs> yeah. I love that Ernie McMillan apologizes and, like, works with them. Ron doesn't forgive him. I know. But it's something that no other house does in these books. <laughs> Apologize. Yeah. And I think it's nice. I, yeah. I, I wrote, like, I think that Ron is a good friend for not forgiving Ernie McMillan right away. Like, it's very honorable that Ernie McMillan apologized because we all know how hard it is to, like, swallow your pride and apologize when you were wrong. Like, it's yeah. probably one of the hardest things you could ever do, even though you're supposed to. It's, like, it's so embarrassing almost, like, when you were that wrong and you... Like, Ernie uh -huh. McMillan was such an asshole to Harry, like, the entire time. Like, he was awful mm -hmm. to him. Like... At this point in the series, but like... he becomes such, like, an integral part of, like, Dumbledore's I know. Later, it's so you know? interesting. I mean, I'm sure he probably felt bad. Because at this point in the series, Harry still basically lets everyone walk all over him. And so it's honestly a good thing that Ron... Is... I mean, doesn't he become the kid who's, like, always, like, he thinks he's the hero later or something? Kind of. He's just very, like, pompous, you know? That's what Harry yeah. always said about him. But, like, it's honestly a good thing that Ron is, like, around to be, like, rude to people who are awful to Harry. Because I think we forget how much Ernie McMillan's rumors affected Harry this year. Like, he made his entire yeah. life completely horrible for months because he was spreading rumors. He let everyone think that Harry was, like, going around the school, like, petrifying people. And, like, you know, and, you know, he only realized when his own best friend was hurt. And, like, you know, it's, like I said, it's honorable that he apologized, and it's good that he did because he should have because he was, like, he was the reason that Harry probably had like one of the most awful school years any kid could possibly imagine. But like I think that I think that Ron is a good friend for like not forgiving him right away and being rude back to him because he's like, you were yeah. horrible. And he was the he was the kid who went after Luna to say like I believe you, right? 
in Order of the Phoenix because remember Luna like randomly goes up to them and is like I believe you by the way <laughs> and then like he comes up after and is like I do too yeah yeah, yeah. I like, think so. yeah. I, he got you know he did get better he was a you know a big part of Dumbledore's army and is always like nice to Harry after this I'm I think that at least part of that was probably like him trying to to show Harry that he wasn't gonna let like stupid rumors like get to him anymore you know uh-huh. like I, I think that was honestly kind of we don't really know anything about Ernie McMillan, but I'm sure that it was kind of, that's kind of a sign of him, like, growing up, you know, going from being 12 and believing everything you, like, read or whatever to, you know, making his own decisions oh. and just being a good person. Oh, I, I, random fact here. Um, apparent. I was just look, curious. He marries Susan Bones and has two children, and one of them he names after Justin. Huh. Yeah. I don't know. That sounds like something somebody made up, but it's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I have a really quick note on Lockhart. This will probably be the same exact thing I say for every single chapter Lockhart is in. I hate Lockhart. I hate him. Yeah. So he fills me with so much rage because, like, people like him who are that, like, self-righteous about everything just make me angry. And he's so bold about it. It's not like a quiet, like, condescension or, like, you know, being privately self-obsessed. He's, like, boldly self-obsessed and, like, self-centered. He's so narcissistic. And when Lockhart (sighs) says that he knows more about Hagrid's arrest than Ron, like, I would not have been able to hold back like Ron does. Uh, Yeah. Like... That would have been so Ron hard. Ron wouldn't have and held back if Harry wouldn't have been like, dude, we're not supposed to go outside yeah, after 6 p.m. he kicked him. <laughs> <laughs> they do that to each other constantly. They'll be doing something yeah. and one of them will kick the other one. Like, did no one ever notice them kicking each other? They've gotten bruises from each other at this point. <laughs> I know, like, did no one ever notice during, like, you know, serious discussions? Like, they're standing. Sometimes they're rough, too. They, yeah. like, punch each other in the gut or something. It's like, especially now, because they were, like, standing in line, and Harry just fully kicked Ron. <laughs> like, yeah. did, did no one look at that? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, why did you just kick and, him? Like, yet again, there's a mention of werewolves being in the forest in this scene. Yeah, I think that's just And, like, war. I'm seriously confused. Because there's no way J.K. Rowling hasn't thought this out yet, right? I think that that's like, just kind of... was Lupin being a werewolf like a last-minute addition or something? Mm, I think that that was kind of like, kind of an example of how rumors travel. Like, we see it within cliques in the school, but then we see more, like, especially with books like Lockhart's, because, you know, the werewolves or whatever, I don't remember what it's called. Like, yes, that man was stuck as a werewolf, so I'm sure that, like, books like that and then propaganda... And especially because of what the metaphor for that is, you know, mm. I'm, there were pl- there was so much propaganda about how it was contagious and yada, yada, yada. And, like, I'm sure that, you know, that was just kind of an example of how wizards fed into that and assumed that werewolves were inherently dangerous. And some of them, like, just stayed that way by choice or by whatever, you know, malpractice or who God knows what. Like, I, I think that that was just kind of an example of, like, how much that's why Fenrir Greyback is such a weird yeah throw I in. think that that's and it's so horrible for yeah. what she's it's so about. you know it's I think it's just kind of an example of how wizards fed into that and you know as we know it's kind of a metaphor for for AIDS like the public fed into those rumors as well it took years for people to stop believing all of those like heinous rumors and this is kind of similar like people still believe that they were like werewolves who are people, like, living wildly, like, in the forest. I think that this is, you yeah. know, it's just kind of, like, 
showing how everyone, not just within the school, because we see rumors fly just at Hogwarts, but then the entire world believes that there are, not the entire world, but like a lot of people outside of just the school think that there are werewolves there. It's just, you know, it's rumors and propaganda and just like stereotypes and all kinds of stuff that made people believe that. Like, I don't think that it was like a careless, I mean, you know, the reason that werewolves were added was a careless example of a metaphor, but I don't think that werewolves transforming once a month was like a, a weird, like last minute addition personally. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like this scene is a common favorite for people of who love Ron and Hermione, <laughs> but the scene where like Ron Looks like finally decides to like, yeah. And like, decides to face his biggest fear for her, you know? I love that. And oh my God. I really, I feel like we have to mention how horrible this is in the movie when they make him a bumbling idiot yeah. in these scenes because he maintained himself pretty well for what was happening. Yeah. And it really shows, like, how much Hermione means to Ron, even though, like, many kids their age, they don't know how to show it, like, properly, yeah, you know? Yeah, for sure. No, yeah, I just... He definitely, like, the scene, the moment where it says, like, Ron looked over at Hermione's empty chair and, like, and nodded. Like, that's just yeah the saddest thing. You know, like, she meant so much to him and he was willing to, like, walk into a spider cave to get her back. Also, yeah. <laughs> this is kind of about that scene. It's like, but does every kid at Hogwarts stay up past midnight? Why did none of them go to bed at a reasonable hour? Like, do they sleep at all? Do they sleep I don't know. Maybe it was, like, a Friday weekend or something, you know? I don't think you know? it was. Like, no, but, like, even on weekdays, it'll say, like, it took until, like, well past midnight for the common room to empty. Like, what Well, it's doing? always Fred and George, and Fred and George would never go to bed at a reasonable time. Yeah, but Ginny also stayed up in that chapter, and, like, people constantly... And when they said, you know, they weren't allowed to go out after 6 p.m., like, that the common room wouldn't empty until, like, well past midnight, like... Does no one go to bed until like twelve thirty? Like, and then they wake mm -hmm. up at like seven. Like, <laughs> I like I about the Ginny thing. Like, I find it so sad that like while Harry, Ron, and Fred and George are like playing a game, Ginny is just watching, and I like can't imagine what's going through her head because she's so deep into Tom Riddle's possession yeah. by now. Like, she's a couple days from having her soul sucked out in a chamber of secrets, and like. If they had just reached out to her, like, this, it might not have happened. Yeah. And it's so sad. I know. And, like, I can't believe there aren't more precautions to keep kids in bed at night. Like, you'd think there would be with how much they talk about it. Like, don't go out after six. Don't do it. Don't do it. And it's like, why aren't there, like, yeah, I get, like, teachers are patrolling the corridors, but why aren't there people stationed at the entrances? Like, people, they would, they would notice the portrait hole opening and then nothing coming out. Or so they thought. Like, <laughs> You know, like, why aren't there more precautions to keep things like that from happening? Like, with with how many teachers are constantly patrolling the corridors, Hogwarts is very unguarded on the inside. Okay, I don't really have much notes on the Aragog stuff, but yeah. I don't know if you do. I don't think I do either, actually. I think I'm done. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Because my last... Oh, I still, have, I still have some stuff. I just said I like the parallels of the Basilisk and Voldemort, especially since we know they are so connected because, you know... Voldemort's the hair of Slytherin. Yeah. Um, and my final note for this say, entire episode is just. My final note. Oh my god! My final <laughs> note for this entire episode is just Ford Angela ex machina. Like. 
<laughs> because it is. Like, it. why... It was never established that it had any sentience before. And then it just happens. Oh my god. Okay, are we ready to move on to trivia? Yes, time for trivia. Okay, wait, wait. I've got to find somewhere to, like, tally the points up. Um, okay. Let me just real fast. Okay, Adelia, zero so far. I tried to go really hard on you this okay, time. Okay, I didn't. I tried I don't know to if remain I did well. somewhat reasonable. Yeah, so. no, because I was so angry at you beating me last time. If you guys hadn't noticed already, Colin is a sore, sore loser. So I am not a sore loser. Yes, you are. You're just a normal loser. You just told and me so a couple minutes to... before it started that you were going to like hurt me if I won again. If that's not a sore loser, I don't know what is. <sighs> okay. You're just dodging it. It's fine. I don't think I was completely unreasonable. I think you were. I think. Okay. Okay, whatever. I could have been more unreasonable. <laughs> yeah, everyone could be more unreasonable. Like, that doesn't mean that what you did was reasonable. Like, How many times does it say this word in this chapter? <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Like, who's going first? Okay. You. Oh, okay. Um... I don't know why. But. Okay. <laughs> when Harry and Ron were inside the castle before the Quidditch match, Ron told him it's nearly blank this time. The match, like, told him he had to go. Like, what time was it? Six. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. What? <laughs> okay. Okay. I don't think you understand. Okay. Ron and Harry were inside before the Quidditch match that ended up getting canceled, and Ron goes, "Hey, it's nearly." The match. Like, you have to go. Like, what... It's nearly what time? I said six. Okay, no, you were wrong. <laughs> 11. <laughs> they weren't having a Quidditch match at 6 p.m. <laughs> like, it was nearly 11. I remember something else being at six in this chapter, though. Well, so sad. You were wrong. Okay, your turn. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> when Harry goes to tell Hermione what happened in the boys' dormitory, like, the book every, his the dormitory being torn up uh -huh. you know she's reading what is it one of Lockhart's books <laughs> no damn is it <laughs> no that was my guess it was it like Hogwarts of history okay no, I don't know. um it was ancient runes made easy dang should have known that okay no points for anyone <laughs> okay okay how many school governors are there this is so easy 12. Good for you. I had this down as a question before, too, but I took it off. <laughs> um, what does Wood put on the team's plate for breakfast? Eggs. Yeah. <laughs> Scrambled eggs, actually. I don't think you get the um, point. What? <laughs> okay, this one's like a, like a double question, so, you know. Um, fill in the blanks. Summer was creeping over the grounds around the castle. A sky and lake alike turned blank, blank, and the flowers, as large as blank, burst into bloom in the greenhouses. So the first two blanks is like a color, like a type of color, and then the color, and then the last part. Oh my god, and you think I was going, I was being unreasonable? Sorry. You had me fill in three random words from this chapter. Okay, okay let's take um, the first part. Sky and lake alike turned blank, blank. It's a color, but like a type of color. <laughs> Deep blue? Like what? Close, but no. Dark blue. No. 
Why was the sky going to be dark blue in the summer? But that was, <laughs> Light blue! That was already your guess, so let's try the second half of the sentence. And the flowers, <sighs> as large as blank, burst into bloom in the greenhouses. I remember the sentence. Was it like the school cabbages? <laughs> it was! Oh my gosh! It was just cabbages, not school cabbages. So you get like a point okay. .5 there. 1.5. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> What does Oliver Wood do when they walk out onto the field? What does he like look at the sky? Perfect Quidditch conditions. <laughs> no. No, does he do like the like the warm up lap around the the? Yes, but you got it the second time, so you don't get it. That's a joke. <laughs> oh, I'm giving okay. myself that point. <laughs> no, you do not get the point. That was your first guess. No, I'm giving myself the point. <laughs> you do not. <laughs> I forgot to tell you, the color you were looking for before was periwinkle blue. You know what? I'm also going to give myself a point five. I think I deserve that. No, you don't. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> how many guys? Oh, my God. You're a dirty cheater, <laughs> and I'm a sore loser, and I'm a sore loser. We're a great combo. How many galleons did Malfoy bet that the next victim of the monster would be killed and not petrified? Fifteen. No. I don't know. Five. Fifty. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, name at least three protocols introduced after Hermione and Penelope were attacked. Okay, no walking to class alone without a teacher escorting you. Um, no leaving the dormitory after 6pm. Right? And then that they had to, like, walk in pairs for something? No. No, wait, did I get two? You got two. Damn, okay, wait, 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 let me think real fast. Um, okay, wait, let me think, let me think, um... Don't say anything. Just two seconds. Um, I don't know. Wait, wait, don't say, don't say anything. Let me think, let me think. Um, um, um. You've already guessed, though. No, but I, I only guessed two, and there were three, so. Okay, you didn't allow me a second <laughs> guess before. You're a dirty hypocrite. I let you guess three different kinds of blue before I said no, so. Okay, did you think I was gonna get it? Yes. It was periwinkle blue. Um, oh my bad. Oh my god, I don't know. Wait, wait, wait. So it wasn't that they had to walk in Paris? Why are you looking it up? I'm not looking it up. I'm just typing in the scores. Oh my gosh, just so everybody no, knows who's listening. No, 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 no. hands and I swear. I'm not looking it up. I don't know. I seriously don't know. Wait, 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 wait. Um, 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 let me try and think. It's like, how was it that they couldn't walk in Paris? I can't believe that, that wasn't one. Oh, no Quidditch. No Quidditch. Wait, no Quidditch. No Quidditch. Everything was canceled. You got it wrong. Damn, what was it? They were postponed. It's not the same thing. Yes, it is. No, it is not you at all. You are such a liar. Oh my god. Canceled and postponed are not the same okay, thing, and like, you know that. It was canceled. Like No, they weren't. You don't get that. You already had a guess anyway. You don't get it at all. That I got two out of three. No. No. No, I'm giving myself a point no. five. No, absolutely. No, 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 wait, 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 wait. Listen to me. When you got half of the question right, I gave you a point five. I got two thirds of the question right. You gave yourself a random point five when you got it completely wrong. I did not get it completely wrong. I don't even remember. What yes, you did. No. Oh my god. That. No. 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 I got two thirds of the question right. I should get two thirds of a point. 
I gave you you half of the point when you got half of the question right. It was not name as much as you can. It was name three. I didn't even... No, I don't understand you. My last question is what kind of plant were they pruning in Herbology? No, do you want to know... Do you want to know what um, my other... The other ones were? Sure. Um, No student is to use the bathroom unaccompanied by a teacher. I was literally about to say that. Oh my god. And there will be no more evening activities. Okay. I got two-thirds of the question right. Um, what was the question? <laughs> what, what kind of plant were they pruning in Herbology? Um, Abyssian shrivel figs? You looked it up! You have the book no. open! <laughs> it's my next question! I told you! I told you beforehand that I had a question that I thought you would have too. Oh! Did we both and get that the point it. for that since we both knew the answer? I guess. Okay. I still won. Personally, I think you lost, even though you technically won. No, I totally won. No. Okay, so I'm coming up with the next question, okay guys? No, um, <laughs> I literally won trivia. The rule, you literally lost. I did not lose. The rule. Oh my gosh. Can some, can <laughs> you guys finally follow us on Instagram so you can fight, like DM us and attack her for lying? <laughs> that is not fair. You are totally trying Justice to for me, me. On the internet. Justice for me. I cannot believe you. I'm going to put your address on no. Instagram. <laughs> No, I totally won. No, yeah, please follow us on Instagram at Ron and Hermione minus the romance oh. and tell us who you think won. Or today. never come back. <laughs> Don't support her. <laughs> tell us who you think won today. I won. I'm choosing the question next week. You're not. You, no, you did. Know I totally, no, 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 no. I won, but I'm going to give you the question next week since it means so much to you. Because I'm oh my nice God. enough to do You're, that for you. Oh, <laughs> I hate you so much. Thank you all for listening to this extremely heated episode of Ron and Hermione Minus the Romance. Please come back so that we can have another argument on air. Never come back. <laughs>